First on this one, how wide is the gap between Purdy and Hurts? The gap is massive. There's a huge gap, big, large. Jalen Hurts was an MVP candidate for most of the season. Mm -hmm. We didn't even know Brock Purdy's name until Jimmy G went down. There's a difference, and it's massive, and it's Jalen Hurts is better, more experienced, plays at a higher level. We got four quarterbacks left. Three are really special. And then there's Brock Purdy, um, who has to go to Philadelphia. <laughs> Uh, he is a gamer. He is accurate. Now comes NFL reality. Now comes a physical equal on the road, a better quarterback. So the difference between beating Dak at home and beating Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia on the road feel like different galaxies to me. Now, the difference, the difference is the quarterback. The San Francisco Look. 49ers haven't played this guy yet. Welcome to a brand new episode of Fairy Faithful Podcast. I'm Brandon Freno, joined by me is my co-host, Christian Dyer. And we got on show for 49 Media and the one and only Beto Niner Sickness. How are we doing, fellas? Doing great, man. Glad to be here. Let's talk 49er football. Yes, it sir. is championship after, weekend. Yes, sir. After that hype video, I mean, shit. That, that video gave me some chills. <laughs> <laughs> but that also got me hyped up, so... 
Yes, sir. All right, let's jump right into it. Let's get your guys' thoughts. Beto, going into this game, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good for the fact that uh, we're under the radar. We're, you know, pressure is a real thing. Pressure is a real thing. And going into the Dallas game, the Niners were uh, picked to win the game. So the pressure, I believe, was on the Niners, uh, much less on the Cowboys. And this game going against Philly, everybody's picking Philly. Uh, everybody's already punching Philly into the Super Bowl. And so I got to believe that the pressure has to be on their coach, uh, on their owners, on their um, players, and Hurts has to be feeling this. You got Brock Purdy, who honestly is playing with house money, shouldn't even be in the NFC Championship game, being a rookie, being picked in the seventh round. Um and we're in we're, and we're in this. So I think the Niners are going in there with the mentality is we're gonna play our type of football. We're gonna show the world who we are, why we're the number one defense, and that we got this rookies uh back. And I think Kiddo's gonna show out, uh Debo's gonna show out, and the rest of the gang. So I think Philly, if they're dismissing the Niners, they got something coming to them. Whether we win or lose, it's not gonna be a cakewalk for damn sure. All right. Media, what's your what's your thoughts? Um, so before I get into my thoughts, just real quick, that the Niners did make their roster moves for elevations. They have elevated Tevin Coleman and the Jack Rabbit, a.k.a. Janoris Jenkins, if you guys haven't seen that. Um, but going into this game, I feel like the Niners have to play well on all three levels. They can't make mistakes, um, you know, because we, we did see Riri McLeod make a – mistake and definitely could have been you know i i expect like the eagles that if that ha if that happens like they're, they're gonna go on to it and, and probably score a touchdown so the niners just have to play well on all three levels they can't make the mistakes you know they've been doing a great job of not turning it over on offense so they got to continue that they've been forcing turnovers on defense if they can do that and then most importantly they're gonna have to contain jalen hurts can't let him get two outside the pocket, just have to play solid football, you know, play solid coverage down the field because, you know, it, it's going to be tough because, you know, you also have to make sure that up front you're not, you know, going away from Hurts because Hurts can scramble and, you know, take off if, if you're just trying to worry about coverage. So the Niners just have to play well on all three phases um, to in order to get the win. All right, Christian. Um, so far, I feel like the Niners are playing with no pressure. Um, they can play loose because, I mean, they're not even picked to win it. I mean, people are saying that there's a huge gap. The Eagles are substantially, substantially a better team than the 49ers. The Niners got no chance. Um, it's the kind of game where, like, the Niners could lose by one point and all these media heads could be like, oh, well, see, we told you so. It's that kind of shit, so. I mean, we're already seeing what Kyle and and, um, and Lynch are doing to get this team ready for this week. And I just feel like them making us seem like the underdogs, like we're so much lesser than the Eagles. I I wouldn't be surprised if we come and punch the Eagles in the mouth. Like, I know the Eagles are good, but so are we. And I don't know if they can handle the physicality of the 49ers. I just – 
no team's been able to really handle our physicality. Whether or not we've lost or won the games that we've played, our physicality has obviously been unmatched. And I, the Eagles are 100% a finesse team. They are not a, not a physical team. They're not physical on defense. They're not physical on offense. They're all finesse. So this is the kind of game where the Eagles are going to come, come in with big heads because they think they're so much better, and then they're going to get punched right in the mouth. All right, sweet. All right, so just to let everybody know in the chat, uh, today's show is going to be a call-in show. I will drop the link in the chat, and you guys join whenever. We'll bring you up. We'll get give you guys four minutes, get give your thoughts, and go from there. Uh, also, if you guys are watching on Twitter, uh, we cannot see your comments on Twitter, so go ahead and go over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash podcast or backslash Niner Sickness Podcast, or backslash 49er Media, so we can see your comments. All right. So, heard a lot of talk from all these Eagle fans this week, thinking that they're, like, the baddest team ever. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on these Eagle fans talking so much shit? I mean, I think they're worse than the Cowboys last week. They have... As of this week, they passed Cowboys fans for the worst. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're yeah they're they're getting really really delusional, uh, talking all their smack. You know, we're the number one seed, we're the best team. You know, listen, be excited for your team, be happy, be fired up. Your team is in the NFC Championship game uh, for the opportunity uh, to get to the Super Bowl and represent the NFC, but. Don't overlook. It's like David and Goliath, man. Don't don't overlook David, man, because he's gonna bring that little rock in the slingshot. Is gonna knock your ass out. So, uh, I think this game's gonna be a really tight game, closer than what people think. And it's okay. I I love that these Eagle fans are overlooking us. Uh, they're already punching their ticket. Uh, they think it's gonna be a blowout. Uh, and it's like the only team that really blew us out was uh, the Kansas City, and we were missing seven starters. So. Uh, give me a break. We won 12, and nobody's respecting that we won 12 games in a row. You know how hard that is in the NFL? It's hard to win one game, much less 12 in a row, and people are overlooking that, but it's okay. Continue, because we're about to make it 13 in a row. Yeah, for hey, me... Nobody seems... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, so, no, it's all good. Um, So, well, for me, like, they're gonna keep talking. I agree with you guys. Like they're they're above the cowboy fans too. Um, but you know, I don't really care that they keep talking, and I'm happy that they're counting us because it's you know Niners versus the world. You know, we we love it when we're the underdogs um, because you know in the past when we've been the underdogs, we end up showing out. So we got them right where we wanted them, and that's all I'm gonna say. So, you know, everybody's counting the Niners out. And they're acting like just because we have Purdy, we have no chance. But other than two games, of the eight games Purdy's played, the games haven't even been close. He's played eight games, and six of them haven't been close. Yep. It's the two close games was Dallas last week, you know, and Las Vegas, where, you know, our defense kind of laid a stinker which every good defense in the history of the NFL has had a stinker. So 
other than that, none of the games have been close. Everybody, you know, we, we say that, you know, Purdy has seven starts, but they they don't even really count the Dolphins game, which he came in behind. The Niners were behind when he came in and won that fucking game handily. So, you know, in his first ever action in the NFL. So to think he's going to, you know, he's such a weak link that it's going to, where we can't beat the Eagles, I think it's ridiculous. Obviously he's a rookie, but he's been able to show he, he can handle this 49ers offense enough to, to win some games. And the fact that six of his eight games that he's been in have been mostly, have been blowouts, you know, other than say maybe the one in Seattle, which technically wasn't a blowout because some things here and there, you know, the he was hurt. Seahawks, the Seahawks, yeah, but the Seahawks got a touchdown late in garbage time and cool. we had a touchdown taken off the board. Yes. Never yes, should have been did. taken off the board. So that game, when you really think about it, it's a blowout. But all the other ones we've been in have mostly been blowouts. So it, it hasn't been that close. I mean, you know, I, I think this game's going to be close. But I think the, the key to this game is we got to keep it close in the first half and run the ball well. And I just I have a feeling that in the second half we'll start to pull away just like we did against Dallas. And why? Because of our physicality. For example, as good as Dallas's defense is, which I think Dallas's defense is better all around over over the Eagles' defense, we we were even able to out physical them and wear them down in the second half. As good as as good as a defense as they are, we wore them down in the second half. I mean, I feel like to beat the Eagles, we have to do something similar. We've already proven we can do it. So. Um, the biggest key to this game for our defense is being able to contain Hurts and make him throw the ball on the run and not not get a lot of yardage with his legs because he's going to leave the pocket a lot. Like, he's not going to stay in the pocket and, and dissect us. It's not going to happen. He's going to be out of the pocket more than he's, in the, than he's in the pocket. So if we are able to get him out of the pocket and not let him run for first downs, I, you know, I think this game's going to be close, but I think – the Niners are going to pull away at the end of the game, towards the end of the game, because of the physicality. All right, we got our first caller in the background. Let's bring her in and let's welcome Dina. How are we doing? Hey, Dina. Welcome, girl. Can you hear us? I don't know if she can hear us. Can you hear us, Dina? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Can you hear me? I don't, yeah, we can hear you. Technical difficulties. All right, we'll wait till she comes back. Um. All right, so my next question for you guys real quick is what do you think the defense has to do to stop Jalen Hurts? Uh, like I was saying earlier, I, I think that the defense has to contain Jalen Hurts, like the defensive line, you know, that they're going to have to not go too far away because, you know, Jalen Hurts is going to be able to run out, you know, if, if you play coverage downfield. So you, it's, it's going to have to just 
be, you know, guys playing fast, linebackers showing up, uh, going after Jalen Hurts. And, of course, the pressure, we're going to have to bring that, um, you know, to the offensive line. I know Lane Johnson, the left tackle for the um, – sorry, right tackle for the um, Eagles hasn't given up a sack all year long. And so that's definitely going to be an interesting match to watch with. Nick Bosa. So hopefully Nick Bosa can bounce back because he hasn't had a sack, uh, you know, in these playoffs. So just we're going to have to bring pressure and get to collapse their offensive line, which they have the best offensive line in the NFL. All right. Dina, can you hear us now? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Daggone thing kicked me off. Um, yeah. Living here in, in Philly and having to deal with uh, all the BS. I'll be glad when it's over, uh, but I know that deep in my heart, this is going to be a very close game. Lively and most on the offense, and uh, they tell you how I feel about our secondary. Yep. <laughs> we step it up and don't allow them. So many uh, after the ball, after they get the ball, knock their butts down. Um, set me with the. Yeah, we keep losing her. All right, Beto, let's get your thoughts on what the defense needs to do uh, against Jalen Hurts. Uh, they're going to make sure they can to contain him, uh, make sure he doesn't run on the outside. Um you know, uh, Fred Warner, we're going to need Fred Warner to continue to be Fred Warner uh, and Greenlaw do that sideline to sideline and uh, just put pressure. We're, our front four needs to – listen, I really want a big game from Javon Kinlaw. I mean, if if there's a game that he needs to step up, it needs to be this game. Uh, this is the game where Javon Kinlaw needs to break through. We know what we're going to get from Eric Armstead and Nick Bosa. Um, but uh, Javon Kinlaw needs to step up. Samson and uh, Charlie Minihu really need to put that pressure on Jalen Hurd and make him, you know, make him uh, make undecisive decisions. Make sure that he's not looking at the field correctly. Uh, disrupt him. You don't have to necessarily sack him, but let him feel your presence. Let him know you're there. Uh, don't get him. Don't let him be comfortable. Out of his rhythm. Yeah, take him out of his rhythm. That's correct. Don't let him. Get comfortable. Don't let him go through his progressions. Uh, hit him every time you chance. Hit him. Let him touch him. Let him know that you're there. Right. Um, and and that can help us uh, to try to. We're not going to stop him, but at least try to contain him. Exactly. And see, I think that's what's needed because Philly has a tendency to rely on him and his and his run. And and I mistake. I really think that's a mistake because you're totally not counting on your offensive line that much. You're relying on one person. Yep. If we can stop his run and get his rhythm, we got it. And no stupid mistakes, no stupid penalties, Trent Williams. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, no coffee ones. They're going to be loud. Yeah, it's going to be loud and it's going to be raw. And, you know, everybody's going to have to really focus. Um, 
Now, I had people talking smack to me today. I had on all my night gear, and they're like, oh, take that off. I'm like, no, never, okay? They're like, oh, okay, left me alone. <laughs> but You tell them, girl, you, you tell know, them. That, that, we have to really step it up. I don't have time Yes, okay? I'm like, no. When you get your other ring to me, Okay. <laughs> Our secondary is going to, have, I think it's going to be a head offensive, um, defensive. I don't, I think it's going to be. You, you're, you're breaking up there, uh, Dina. Your connection is, uh, Wi-Fi is kind of, I think she froze again. I think, yeah, I think we lost her again. All right, well, Dina figures that out. We'll get her last thoughts when she comes back and then, um, let's see. All right, here we go. Nope. Oh, we lost her. Okay. We're going to bring in CarCast for now, and we'll get back to Dina right now, right afterwards. CarCast, how's it going, buddy? You ready for this game tomorrow? Yo, what's up, guys? Hey, I'm pumped, man. I'm super excited. How are you guys doing? Doing good, great, good. brother. Doing well. I don't well. know how you feel. Are you is what's what's your feeling what's your thought process are you excited are you scared are you worried i'm not scared i've heard a lot of niner fans keep thinking we don't have a shot and we're gonna get blown out i think we have a great shot to win this game our players just need need to execute the way you know the game plan is written up i think kyle shanahan's gonna have to coach a great game a really efficient game you know we're, he's gonna have to go deep into his bag Especially against a great defense in Philly, we're go we're going up against a team who I'm pretty sure is, I forget what they rank in sacks, but they've got 70 sacks this season, and that just blows my mind. So, Kyle Shanahan has to call a perfect game. Same with D'Amico Ryan's, and the big thing is stop selling for field goals. We got to settle for touchdowns. Touchdowns are key in this game. We can't sell for field goals and expect Jalen Hurts and the high-powering offense. Mom. And the defense to stop them and get, you know, three and outs every single possession because that offense is going to put up some points, even though our defense is still ranked number one. That offense is – it has some great talent, man. It has some really good talent. The Cowboys were supposed to put up a bunch of points too, so they yep. only put up and, 12. Mm -hmm. And the Eagles' defense is actually ranked they're, – they're ranked – uh, middle of the pack, I think around 21st against the run. But look what happened against Dallas last week. Christian McCaffrey, like, our run game didn't even get going again um, until the second half. You know, Christian McCaffrey was finding those holes. Our run game was, we were actually. Oh, we're losing Dina. First half, Dallas came out to stop the run. They stacked the box. So we can't we can't just overlook the Eagles and say just run the ball on them because they're gonna stack the box. They've got some big guys up front, so it, it's gonna be a tough. It's gonna be a dog fight out there in Philly, but I think we come out we come a, we come away with the win. It's gonna be a tough one though for sure. All right, Carcass. Uh, any last thoughts before uh, we let you go? I mean, let's go Niners. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, let's go. Uh, 
do your best in this game. This is gonna, this is for the Super Bowl, man. Come on, Kyle Shanahan and D'Amico Ryan's. Let's go. Uh, uh, good luck to Brock Purdy. You know, seventh round rookie for uh, first ever conference championship. You know, if, if they win. Uh, first time in Alpha history where a rookie quarterback has taken his team to the Super Bowl. So I'm wishing them luck. And let's go Niners, man. Let's get the win tomorrow. Yes, sir. All right, Carcast. Thank you guys for having me on, man. Yeah, thanks for joining us, man. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Yeah, no problem. You guys. You guys as well. See you guys. All right. Bye. All right, Dina, let's get your last thoughts real quick before uh, you cut out again. Any, yeah. Uh, yeah. Any other I thoughts? Just, uh, I just want to. Yeah, I just want us to concentrate and uh, of all the little tricks. You count the eagles. Out. You keep cutting out still. <laughs> all right. We got another guest in the background. We're going to bring him in. We got SOT Productions. Yes, Welcome, man. SOT Productions. How you, how you doing? Very well. Ready for the game tomorrow? Yeah. I'm looking forward to watching the 49ers go to the Super Bowl and predict that that team would be the Chiefs in a Super Bowl 54 rematch. All right. I like and it. Back. I like it. What are you your, know, production is not only here on the show, it's also a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. You know who I am? No. I'm Andrew Hune, owner of that company. Oh, yeah? Yeah. No. Nice. Yeah. I am productions related. Awesome. I have more than 300 subscribers. That's awesome, man. Nice. What are your... Uh, do you know what? that Sense of Terror commercials are like this? Mm-hmm. Well, so what are your thoughts going into tomorrow's game? How are you feeling? Do you know how I make the Sense of Terror commercials? <laughs> I'll take one for example. Good. Oh. Here. Take a look at this. Like Matthews might come in very handy in our line of work. That's true. Ira agrees. As a matter of fact, he's becoming a little insecure about his job. But look at this. I got a four-page printout this morning entitled "Dependable Printed Circuitry Versus Inexplicable Phenomena." Do you believe that? <laughs> oh, he's too much. All right, but we're here to talk football, man. You got anything to say about the Niners tomorrow? Uh, they'll try their best to get to the Super Bowl. Uh huh. That's it? Yeah. And they predict that the team that had every had the Super Bowl wins from two would be the Chiefs. Listen to this theme, but ignore what I you see. All right, buddy. We appreciate you. We're gonna get to our other guys. Um, you know, go Niners and I hope you enjoy the game tomorrow, okay? Yeah, and do me a favor. Look yeah. up top judges on YouTube. Okay, I will we'll later. All right. Thanks, man, for having us. All right. Beto, media. Yeah. All right. So, 
what what do you think Kyle Shanahan's gonna do starting hey, uh, starting the game? Let off? me let me answer that other question you asked. I never got a chance. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Christian. Okay, so what I think the Niners got to do to stop to to slow down Hurts. Um, I think we have to we have to get pressure with four consistently, um, and I, we have to be able to free up a linebacker to spy to spy Hurts. Um, you know because his you know his completion percentage goes way down when he's when he's throwing the ball on the run. So the more we can get him out of the pocket and keep him from from uh, from get run, getting yards with his legs, I think we we can win this game pretty easily. I mean, to say that's actually going to happen, I don't know, but I think the way to stop him is you have to spy him, which. I don't think our defense has done much of at all this year, so I'm, you know, quite interested to see how that's going to go because I think Greenlaw has 100% has the speed to chase Hurts down. Um, I think as long as we can keep him from from getting yards with his legs, and you know, converting a lot of third downs with his legs, I think we'll, I think we are going to win the game. I think the big, I just think the biggest thing is make him throw the ball on the run as much as possible. I think it's going to give a lot more opportunities to our, for our guys to get interceptions. You know, we did lead the league in interceptions and I expect one to two interceptions tomorrow. So I think that's the key is we have to make Hertz make mistakes and make him make mistakes early. Try to get in a, He's still a young quarterback in the league. Try to get in his head a little bit. Uh, if we can make him make some mistakes early and hopefully you know, if we could rattle them early, we can kind of take the game over. I think that's what we did to to, um, to Dak against the Cowboys. We rattled him, got let him get in his head, and if we kind of just started to, you know, the defense kind of knew they were they had the game in hand from then on. So I think it's, it's all going to be about stopping him from getting first downs with his legs. All right, we got another guest in the building. We got Mr. Rodney. How we doing, man? Hey, what's going on, brothers? How y'all feeling? Good, good. How you feeling? What's up, brother? Ready for tomorrow? What's up? Oh, man, you know, I stay ready so I don't have to get ready. Come on now. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> you know, we over here bleed and go. You know how I go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, let's get so your listen, thoughts, man. Let's get your thoughts. Listen, this is what a lot of folks not taking into strong consideration when we talk about that Philadelphia defense. The linebackers are the weakest on the particular team, right? And you got guys like CMC and Mitchell coming out the backfield, running that, that wheel route. That's going to create a disturbance and a serious problem. Uh, everybody's talking about Hurts. And this is what we're going to employ. If you go back and watch the Chicago Bears game, the first game of the year, look at that defense that we ran when we ran that nine. We ran that cover nine, which means we brought everybody up top, and then we had the, the safeties in the back, right? Look how they were able to seal as they brought 11 hats to the ball. Wherever Fields went, everybody went. Now, the problem was once Fields stopped running, then that's when they started opening up the passing game and they start beating us in that regard. So in order to flush Hurts out of that pocket with that RPO, you must employ that cover nine. Bring everything back to the middle in terms of the run. Do not let anything get outside. So in other words, Bosa is going to have to have outside coverage on that run. Right. So we'll keep moving him to the outside or wherever the guard is. We're moving to both sides. But the key, of course, is to seal everything in the middle, 
let Warner, let Greenlaw, let the linebackers do what they're going to do and keep those keep those runs real short. If we can get them at least less than three yards per carry, we're cooking with high grease. We definitely are. And the key is to let them open up their passing game. Everybody talking about it's going to be a tight game. Here's what I see is going to happen. It's going to be a throwing frenzy all game. Because in order, in, in order to get good field position, you have to open up that pass to start that run. So if you look at Shanahan and what we're going to do is the first 10 plays is really going to dictate what we're going to run. You guys got to really, really pay attention to that, man. Pay attention to the first 10 plays of any game, especially the Niners, and you'll dictate the outcome of the game. So if we have any success in the passing game, bing, that'll open up that run game wide open. Trust me on this one. We win a close one going away 21-17. I like that. 21-17. I really, really see it being that way. Because one thing a lot of people are not paying attention to is we have experience. We have experience in the big game. We've been there numerous times. Uh, We have a veteran-laden team. And those guys like Warner, Boza, Kiddo, Debo, et cetera, et cetera, those guys know how to play in games of this circumstance. You get Philly who haven't been there in a long time, and Jalen haven't been there, obviously. So this is going to be one of those games, man, where, hey, when the experience takes over, you'll see the tide begin to shift. You make a very good point there, Ronnie, that the Niners were there last year. You know, they were there last year. A lot of the core players, especially on the defensive side, were there. And uh, they have that experience. And Brock Purdy and and uh, Herds have never played in the NFC Championship game. They're both equal there. Um, so uh, for these people to think that Philadelphia is going to blow the Niners is just ridiculous because the point you made, their linebacking core is not that good. And where does Brock Purdy thrive in? Down the middle, the 10 to 15 yard. And that's right where those linebackers are at. You get the ball to Debo, you get the ball to uh, uh, Ayuk, uh, and they're, and, you know, and let them, let them work. So uh, Eagle fans, you know, I know they're hyped. I know they're excited. And, and, you know, they're, they're one game away from the Super Bowl, and that's all good. But when I keep hearing blowout, blowout, we only got blown out one time, honey. That was against Kansas City, and we had seven players out. Where's the blowouts? Yeah, they don't respect the number one defense. They don't respect our front four. They don't respect our front seven. Our secondary got better. Uh, Lenore in this two playoff games has been playing like a beast. An interception in each game, and that's the one that we needed for him to step up, and he has stepped up. And here's another thing you got to consider, too. We don't need Purdy to be a superstar tomorrow. Come on now. We just need him to manage I the don't game think so. like he's been doing. And so, like, it's like a pitcher on a pitch count, right? You you have a pitcher who have, who might be only allocated 100 pitches per game. It's the same thing with Purdy. If he could throw 15 to 20 passes, we're fine. Clock control, game management, that's what it's about. I think we're going to need about at least six good games from Purdy in this game. Uh, I hear what you're saying about the game managing, putting the ball uh, in, in this playmaker hands, but I think we're going to need at least about good six uh, passes from Purdy. Kind of like what we saw against Dallas when he did to Kittle, where yeah. Kittle did that one-handed. That that was a Purdy play, and, and we need those times. I think we're going to need at least five or six from Purdy. Yeah. I don't think just, um, and this is just my personal thought, game managing is going to be enough. Because that defense is for real for uh, the Eagles. So, but I think Purdy is up to the challenge. I think he can do it. I think every game that he's played so far, 
has got him to this point and the confidence continues to build. And one thing I like about this kid is he doesn't waver. He doesn't panic. He doesn't allow the, the situation to get too big. He's right. laser focused. He's concentrated. And he's always scouting the, the field, scanning the field to see who's available. The fact that he went to CMC in Seattle, which was his third option for that touchdown, was amazing. Uh, and and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo wouldn't have done that. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo definitely would be one that would have to game manage the game. And honestly, with Garoppolo, I don't think you can get a good five or six plays from him. Uh, look at the NFC Championship. He only threw, what, eight times? Yeah. yeah. In order for us to get to the Super Bowl, uh, I'm, I'm confident that Brock, that Brock is going to throw at least 25 times in this game. But this is my thought and I'll let Christian step up. Um, we got to run the ball at least 30. Can't be less than 30. It has to be at least 30 touches and if we're going to be successful in this game, in my opinion. Well, you got to look at the, the, the personnel, too. When you look at the personnel 12 and the personnel 21, pay attention to that when CMC and, and Debo is on the field at the same time because, of course, you always want to spread that field and make it less small. I'm, making, I'm sorry, make it more wider than less smaller. Um, get those linebackers to cover. That's the whole key because somebody going to have to drop back. And if they can't drop back, it's going to be cookies all day. Trust me. It'll be a track meet. Yep, yep. Christian. I was going to say, yeah, I think the reason we need to, like, run the uh, ball 30 times, like you were saying, Beto, is just because of the physicality reasons. Like, if we're going to out-physical that, the Eagles, we have to run the ball that much. And I think when it comes to Purdy, the most important thing from him tomorrow is his accuracy because I think in order to beat – for him to beat that Eagles defense, it's going to be getting the ball out quick over the middle and accurate, like hitting a lot of slants, hitting a lot of quick throws, a lot of, you know, we're going to have to see some more screens than we've seen, you know, a lot more get the ball out quick and let the playmakers um, make plays. Like, I know we need to see some big throws from them, but I think we can even avoid that if we are running the ball 30 times and he's getting the ball out and being accurate with it. Like, like he did against Seattle, where every time, you know, Debo touched the ball behind the sticks, he had, he was able to, you know, get, get a first down. I think it's going to be similar to that because if you look at the way that the Seahawks defense was built, they were bad um, at the linebacker position, and we exploited it. So when you really think about it, this this is the kind of defense that the Eagles play is such a, such a mismatch. When you think about Debo, this should be the kind of game where Debo just explodes because – He's such a mismatch for yep. the for the Eagles defense. And, I, and I'll leave you guys with this. the ball in his hands 20, 20 times tomorrow. Yeah. I'll leave hey, you Ronnie, guys uh, Ronnie, real quick. Uh, uh, yeah, Media had a question for you, brother. Yes, yeah, sir. So I, I, I just wanted to ask you, like, who are your X factors on offense and defense for this game? I'm glad you just said that. I was just getting ready to say that. You must be a mind reader. Huge check. I know you pronounced it correctly, huge check, but I say huge check. He will be the big dominator tomorrow. You watch and see. He's going to have a big game. Not, a lot of folks not looking for him to do anything except for block. But watch him sneak out the backfield, get a couple tugs. Huge check is going to be the true uh, deciding factor in the game tomorrow. And on defense, of course, you know, you, you're you looking at either one of the, the safeties or any one of the cornerbacks that's going to come up huge tomorrow. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting, man. Stay tuned. Sweet, bro. Thank you for joining us, man. You have a question. Appreciate it. All love, fellas. Hey, go Niners. Go Niners. Let's go. Niners. 
All right. We got Big Mac Sports in the building. How we doing, man? Welcome, brother. Doing good. What are your thoughts going to the game? Well, you know, my thoughts is they just need to run the ball. Um, we have a healthy O-line this year, not like last year in the NFC Championship game where we had Trent Williams. He wasn't um, he wasn't 100%, yeah. and we didn't have Mike McGlinchey there. And I think Mike McGlinchey is going to be a real key to tomorrow's game because he's going to want to show uh, to his uh, his hometown that he's, he's, he's going to come and take it to them. Uh, Eagles guys, so there. I think the run game is going to be great tomorrow. So I just wanted to uh, jump in and you know tell you guys that they our run game is a lot better than the Saints game, as we all saw the Saints. All they did was hike it to their tight end slash quarterback, and he made all those plays just running down their throats. So I think that's a, a big key to tomorrow's success. Is uh, blocking and running the ball. You guys have any questions? Uh, okay, I actually have a question because uh, you just mentioned, you know, you think that the Niners need to run the ball. You know, Tyler Croft was inactive last week. Do you think he'll be active this week? I don't know. Is that – so I don't even know who Tyler Croft is. Social media, he asked you a question. Yeah, um, so Tyler Croft, he he's more of a I guess receiving type of uh tight end. He's been in the league kind of all over the place, mostly with like the Jets and I believe the Bills as well, and I think the also the Bengals. Um and he plays for the Eagles. Yeah. No, he plays for the Niners. He plays for the Niners. Uh, I'm sorry, social media. Who who what's the name Croft. again? Tyler Croft. Oh, Croft. Okay, my bad. And he specializes in blocking, right? As yes, most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. He's the yeah. third. He's our third tight end. Yeah. Yeah, that's. You know, um, we we have good blockers at tight end, but the, I think the, the our receivers are great blockers. Um, Juwan Jennings is one of the best uh, receiving receivers that's blocking, and Ayuk. I mean, if if those two guys get up there, the, the the linebackers for the Eagles, they're kind of like Swiss cheese. They're they're not going to be able to uh, handle anything that we get. If we even get um, – what I like to see is having our receivers go up and block our – U-check go in and block uh, the linebackers. And then all those formations that they run coming out of the backfield, it's just crazy. They're, they're Eagles linebackers – are are not fast enough and they're not strong enough to get to to that edge if we run those jet sweeps. So um I look for for I look for Shanahan to do that tomorrow a lot. Uh some of those uh plays for uh for Debo and even bringing in um Ray Ray to do some of those runs too. Uh one thing that I kind of want the the 49ers to do in the first quarter is I want them to at least put in um, a gray, like in the first or second, um, first or second down in that first quarter, and just having him just go, just go, and just have Brock Purdy just bomb that sucker because they're not going to expect that. So that's one of the things that I, I, that's my wish list that they would do in that game tomorrow. 
Yeah. So let me let me ask you, bro, on defense. Besides Nick Bosa bringing the pressure, who do you think he needs to step up, in your opinion, uh, to help out Bosa and not put everything on Bosa? Who do you think needs to step up, in your opinion, to if we're going to be successful tomorrow? I I think that um, that question is for me, right, uh, Niner Sickness? Yes, sir. Okay. So yeah. So tomorrow on defense to step up to help Bosa on his side is our interior two guys, uh, whether it's uh, Eric Armstead or if they're going to bring in um, Ken Law to come in there to plug that in. Or um, I, f- I forget his name, the other big guy. They just inserted him just a couple of weeks ago. Givens? Oh, Not Ty G- McGill? Oh, McGill. Yeah. yeah. That big boy right there clogging up that middle and making sure that there's no lanes. You know, there was a play actually last week when um, Fred Warner read it wrong and that got out, okay? So once they're clogging in those lanes, if uh, if Fred Warner or even, uh, I think Fred Warner would be the most likely linebacker for us to, to take that middle spot. If he doesn't jump to the outside because we already have our edges going there, um, but I think those two interior linemen guys, McGill and Armstead, is a, he's a beast. But if we can get um, those two other guys to play well and with Kerry uh, Hyder also. But I think uh, Jordan Willis is going to be – he's going to do some things tomorrow. I, I look for him to do some things tomorrow against that um, O-line, especially on uh, the big poly boy um, – and I like him too because he's a he's a ex rugby player like I used to play rugby and that's the guy that Jordan Mailata he's only been in the league for a couple of years so um, a lot of times when you're in the league that and haven't played football that long there's going to be some mistakes that they make and I can see um, that side of the line we're getting some sacks coming from that side uh, for our our defensive edge guys i love it i love you any questions uh christian or uh i have one real quick before you go man do you think we see drake jackson uh on the field on tomorrow is that a question for me yes okay yeah um drake jackson i don't i don't see him playing tomorrow was he even activated which makes no sense. It, it doesn't make sense because he could be the guy tracking down uh, Jalen Hurts. Exactly. Got, the one got the speed. But. The one guy on the edge, like the one guy of our of our edge rushers that we have on the team that can actually have the speed to to close the close ground on Hurts. We're not going to have play. Would be the, is the dumbest thing. That, like they're just going to leave Jay Greenlaw out there. And be like, well, you're the one guy who can who can get hurt. Sorry, we're not going to give you an edge guy who's just as fast. Well, the the thing with him is that he could come in there and, you know, uh, Kinlaw is not 100% from his injury. And I don't see why they don't put that guy in there. That's the that's the big biggest thing about it is why have somebody that can um, that can't play to his caliber yet because he's hurt. He's not 100% yet where you have a young guy that's that can get you those, uh, especially batting down the, the, the football when Hurts drops back to pass, 
Um, I, I can see him. And he's got tremendous athleticism. That boy can get up. He can jump, block, the, mm-hmm. uh, play like a, like a, a a center in basketball and swat those balls down. And he can get out and go after Hurts. I mean, Nick Bosa, you can see as he's going out around, um, they just step in and come out. And Bosa doesn't have that speed that Drake Jackson does. So I don't know. Maybe we don't know until we watch the game and see what they would do on their rotation. But I wish that they would put Drake Jackson in there a lot more. And then, yeah, before I go, guys, um, I appreciate being on here. But the one guy that I that I wish they could put in on offense is uh, Mason. I wish they would have got him a lot more touches in the last couple of games because, uh, as we can see, our running backs, they're both hurt. And I don't know. I don't know why uh, they wouldn't get him some more touches that Kyle wouldn't do that for him. So, uh, yeah, let me know if some of your guys' thoughts. And um, I think Niner Sickness took off. So He said he'll be right back. All but, right. um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know what it is with Kyle and the rookies all the time because he's done this uh, um, multiple times, especially with TDP and uh, Jermichael Hasty and everybody. Um, but the, like media said earlier in the show, they, uh, they, uh, brought up Tevin Coleman as well for this game. So I don't know if he's going to be active or not for tomorrow, but, um, it's going to be special interesting teams. to see if he is or not. Yeah. Special teams. Probably, yeah. Probably special teams. Yeah. Probably special but teams. I hope, I hope we see Mason he's tomorrow proven. for sure. Coleman's proven he can, um, play special teams and, the way that we had that scare on special teams last week, they probably want Coleman with some of that speed to make sure we don't give up any of those big uh, plays uh, like we did against Dallas. So that's what I would assume um, they bring in a, they're bringing Coleman up for. Because yeah, if Mason's going to play, point. if Mason, yeah, if Mason's going to play, then he's not going to be on special teams. He's going to be, you know, run, if he's going to be running the ball, it's better to have Coleman on special teams than Mason. Yeah, I agree. All right, man. Any last thoughts before we let you go? Uh, just the, the one thing that I think that um, we'll see tomorrow, I, I, if we can get – if Kyle can call the plays for run plays, that they can um, get everybody touches and collectively they go over 200 yards tomorrow, I can see them easily getting over 200 yards tomorrow if they play it right. So – that just leaves it up to uh, to Kyle Shanahan to um, to do those things um, with the play calling, but I think uh, our defensive uh, our defensive guys are going to they're going to come after it, especially um, I think Lenore he's proven himself, and I think he's going to be a difference tomorrow. So, hey gentlemen, thanks for having me on. Uh, I appreciate it. I'll catch you guys on the next one uh, tomorrow. Course, I man. guess. All right. Yes, sir. Hey, enjoy the game tomorrow, man. Go Niners. Go Niners. We'll see you guys. Thanks. Later. Bye. All right, y'all. Um, we're gonna end uh start ending this show soon. Uh, but my last question before you guys before we head out is how uh, are you guys worried about your uh, about our secondary uh going into this game tomorrow? 
if Char- I mean, I, I'm hoping Charverius Ward can play like he did with versus DK Metcalf earlier in the year versus AJ Brown. And if he can do that, I'm not going to be super concerned. But, you know, obviously Lenore's looked better these last uh, two weeks where he's had, you know, an interception, but still going to be a huge task for him to go against uh, Devontae Smith. So definitely, ho- hopefully, you know, this, I, the secondary um, plays better. I, I'm a little concerned, but I, I think they're going to be all right and I think they'll play pretty well. All right. Uh, Beto, I was wondering, are we – are you worried about our secondary going to tomorrow's game? Um, Devontae Smith and AJ Brown are pretty good receivers, but the going into the playoff itself was Lenore. Lenore was the one that I was concerned about. I know that Dak, uh, DK Metcalf had a great game against um, Mooney, but that doesn't happen every time. I mean, he played him three times, and he only had one good game against him out of the three. And against the Cowboys and against the Seahawks, Lenore has showed up with two INTs. Uh, but what I'm going to need is Hufanga to really be on his game tomorrow. He get he he has to play discipline. He can't get caught looking in for the run. He needs to make sure that his eyes are always focused. Because we're going to need a big game from him. But the guy that I'm looking for having a great game tomorrow is going to be Gibson, the, the old man. This old man is going to come through. I expect him to have a big game. And then Jimmy Ward, too. Jimmy Ward uh, making sure we stop their tight end uh, down the middle. I'm, I'm not as concerned secondary-wise. I'm not trying to take nothing away from uh, Devontae Smith or... AJ Brown, but I think we'll be okay. But we're gonna find out in the first uh in the first couple of series or when they test when they test out our second because one thing about our secondary, we have given up a big bombs to receivers. We've seen it against the Cowboys. Uh we gotta fix that quick. We can't have too many of those tomorrow. Agreed. All right, I'm gonna get Christian's uh take on it. Uh, once he joins back in, I had to get more coffee, guys. Sorry. All good, man. All on good. My, uh... You see the back of my jersey? No, let's see it. Nice. I like it. I like it. All right, Christian, are are you worried about our secondary going to tomorrow's game? Uh, not too much. Um... I think the Eagles have some great receivers. Um, I think a lot of their receiver stuff, though, is based off the big play, based off the play action, based off how well they can run the ball. So not too much. Um, I would be a little worried about maybe Hufunga because I think just in general, the safeties are going to be the biggest part of how well our our DBs play tomorrow. I think the way if they're on their game, I I like how I I feel good about the backfield. Like I think. Tavares Ward um, is going to have a good game. I think Lenore is playing with so much confidence. I expect him to have a good game. I mean, he's – I think he's feeling himself in a good way right now. So, i like to see him continue to play well. I just I – need, I need to see our safeties have their best game. I think we're, they're the biggest X factor 
for the DBs and how well our passing our passing defense is tomorrow. It's going to be on how well the safeties are playing. All right. Next question is, who's your guys' X factors for tomorrow's game on, on offense and defense? Media, you, media, you go first. Uh, um, okay, well, I'm going to go offense George Kittle because the linebackers aren't as great for the Eagles. And I, I think what some of you guys are also saying earlier, you know, I, I think there's going to be a lot of screen passes, short passes, and going after the yak because, you know, the, the Eagles secondary is really, really good, but their their linebackers are so-so, so I think that's what's going to happen. So that's why I think George Kittle is a big X factor in offense. And on defense, I'm going to go with Nick Bosa, and the only reason is because he hasn't gotten a sack yet. I mean, I, I know he's going to want to eat against Lane Johnson, who hasn't allowed a sack, so hopefully – Nick Bosa is able to get a sack, so those are my X factors. All right, Beto. Uh, my X factors on defense is again Gibson. Um, it's going to be my X factor on defense and on offensively. It's going to be Debo. I need Debo to to have a great game. Uh, Yak, you know he needs to get those. Uh, turn those uh, five-yard passes into a 30, 40-yard gain, and only Debo can do it. So Debo and Gibson for me. Christian? Every time you make me go last, my guy gets taken. Two, my, two great minds think alike, Christian. Fucking Brandon, always picking me last like it's not my show. <laughs> I'm just playing. But uh, Tell him, Christian. Tell him, Christian. I know, I know, right? I'm just fucking around. But uh, for defense, it's Greenlaw. Greenlaw has got to be the guy to contain Hurts. He's got to use that speed, and he's got. I almost said Greenlaw un- too, bro. He's got to be that unhinged motherfucker tomorrow. The the one that gets those stupid penalties. He's got to play like a fucking just unhinged, just wild, just the crazy Dre Greenlaw that we love to see. Even though he screws up sometimes with his tenacity that gets penalties, he's got to play like that tomorrow. That's what we have to see from him. If we're gonna win this game, he's got to be flying all over the field, all game. Like he, he is so important to stopping Hurts tomorrow. He's, I think, the biggest, most important player on the Niners team tomorrow. All together is Drake And then for my ex, for offense, it's Debo, and because it's it's Debo because he, this is a he matches up well against this kind of the defense that. Um, the Eagles play. The Eagles play a soft zone defense. They tend to play a soft zone defense. Their linebackers aren't fast. The linebackers, you know, aren't tough tacklers. Their corners and their safeties aren't known for being tough tacklers. Debo's hard to bring down. If he gets the ball in any kind of space, especially with as bad as the Eagles linebackers are, he's going to have a shit ton of yak tomorrow. And we know how hard and how much heart that guy plays with. I expect him to have a huge game. He wasn't as big in the Cowboys game, I just think the matchup-wise, I understand why. But I expect to see a sh- just a freaking masterpiece from Debo tomorrow. He, he matches up so well against that Eagles defense that if they get stuck in any of that soft zone and he has the ball, look out. It's funny. I almost said Greenlaw too, bro. So I'm <laughs> glad I didn't take Greenlaw from you. I know. <laughs> All right. No, I'm just screwing around. I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with the same ones. All right, so Nighty Till said X factor for him will be uh, Kyle Shanahan. 
Can he manage the clock ball and can he stick to our identity? Hey, um, real quick, this question is for Brandon. Yes. Over or under two touchdowns well, it's, uh, for uh, Brock Purdy against this Eagles supposed so ferocious secondary. Hmm. All right. So, first, let me do my X Factor. I'm going. Oh, I thought you did it. I'm sorry. No, not yet. I'm going to go with uh, Brandon Ayuk. I think he scores at least a touchdown. Um, and then on defense, I'm going to go with uh, Fred Warner. Um, oh, I like it. I think he's going to go out hard because he, I think he, he wants it. You know, he's always fired up in the team huddles all the time. So, uh, usually when you want it, you get hard. He's got a tough job covering daughter tomorrow. So exactly, yeah. So we're we're definitely going to see that. But over under Brock Purdy two touchdowns. Yes, I'm gonna go. I'm going to go under. I think he at least gets two touchdowns. Okay. Interesting, interesting. I like it. I'd go over. Me too. Really? Yep. I think I think I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with Brand. The only reason why he said that, though, is because last week he didn't have any touchdowns. But, that's yeah, but because, that defense is faster for Dallas than yeah. it is for the Eagles. But the way the way that the linebackers are, and even how somewhat soft on, the safeties Christian. are, somewhat soft the safeties are for the Eagles. Yep. Kyle and Purdy are going to exploit that in the red zone, and Kittle's going to have two touchdowns, and okay. then Juice is going to probably. Uh, I bet you Juice gets a, pa- a passing touchdown too because he's he's going to come out of the backfield late and be wide open because the linebacker. Yeah, not gonna Kyle's going to be in his bag for sure. Yeah, oh, I, I think CMC forget, has a big game. Though. That's all. You, I think we're forgetting the, one of the biggest X, X factors of this game. Kyle's offense is built to dominate teams that have weak linebackers. And, that's true. And, and teams that play soft zone like the Eagles do, that's like fucking Kyle's bread and butter to fuck up your, de- your defense if you're going to play soft zone against the 49ers. I think I think Brock does rush in for a touchdown though. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that could be. I think. I think the thing is, is the way the Eagles' defense is, is they rely so heavily on their pass rush to do everything that if if their pass rush doesn't get there or you get the ball out quick, then they're kind of scrambling on what to do. Like they they have two of the best corners in the league. But it's because they had seventy freaking sacks this season. So your corners are going to look way better with seventy sacks. Like yep. that makes your job so easy. So like I'm not taking away from their corners; they're great. But they're great when you're trying to throw the ball deep. When you're trying to throw outside the numbers, the night the Niners. I mean, Kyle's offense doesn't throw outside the numbers a crap ton. And the guy who's going to get the ball a lot outside the numbers for the Niners on third down is Jennings. And those small those corners for for the Eagles. Aren't don't match up well against the freaking, you know, super powerful, super bulbs, freaking, yep. super freaking like rough uh, guy like Jennings. Like he's he's a bruiser and he matches up well against those corners. I just I, Kyle, there's a chance Kyle can get in his bag and it's just a freaking go go go. If depending on the kind of defense we see from the Eagles, uh, it's hard to know because I think a lot of the crazy thing about a lot of teams that have played the Niners this year, they don't go – you don't see their normal defense that you see all year. They just, send, they, they just say stack the box and see what happens. 
I think that's what Dallas did against us. I think Seattle did that against us. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the Eagles defense plays us because we keep seeing these defenses not play their normal game that they played all year when they played the 49ers. But if, if we get in any time where they're in that soft zone, dude, Kittle, Kittle, Debo, all these guys are going to freaking eat in that, in that soft zone defense at the Eagles win. And our physicality is going to get to them. Like, trust me, like, it's you're going to start to see the physicality overtake the Eagles a little bit. Yeah. Uh, media, what were you going to say, man? Uh, I totally forgot it's all good, though. You say you agreed with me on the over under. Oh yeah, yeah, so yeah, okay, so yeah, I, I because I I think CMC, I think the Niners are gonna run the ball really well because the Eagles are kind of so so, and so I mean maybe Kyle Shanahan end up throwing a little jet sweep with one of the receivers or something. Um, who knows? But I I think like a CMC could get a touchdown. Mitchell could possibly get a touchdown. So that's why I think uh, that's why I'm agreeing with you and taken the two touchdowns for Brock Purdy. All right, for sure. Beto, you have any other over-unders for anybody else? Let me give myself unmuted here. Um, yeah, let me ask uh, 49er Media. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, over or under 100 yards? Well, let's go 80, 80 yards against that defense. Over. I think he's going to have a bounce back game. I think he's going to be mad. I think he's going to see his boy, um, Miles Sanders on that other team. And is like, man, I should have been the pro bowler instead. So I think he's coming for that revenge and going to have that hundred yard. I love it. And for Christian over or under, uh, a sack for, uh, Eric Armstead. Uh, under, Oh wow! Um, I hope not. <laughs> I just, I don't think, I don't think Armstead, I don't think Armstead's going to get a sack. I think he's going to get pressure, and um, the reason I don't think he's going to get a sack is I think is he's going to get pressure up the middle, but I think it's going to it's going to flush Hurts out of the pocket, and Armstead's not going to catch Hurts. So unless Armstead gets him push enough where he can grab him with them long arms and take him down, it's going to be tough for Armstead to get a sack. I think. I think it's going to be a premium to even get any sacks in this game. I think um, if yeah, we do, it's going to be because of mine. it's going to be because of, because of a stunt where a guy's running free with a free hit at um, at uh, at Hertz, or if we if we blitz like we'll say Ward or Hufunga. I think sacks are going to be tough tomorrow, just because you know Hertz Hertz can escape, and even if we get pressure, he's gonna he's gonna leave the pocket. Uh, so. It's going to be hard to see any of our interior guys get in the sack. I think they're going to get pressure and make it hard on Hurts, but I don't think they're going to get any sacks. I like it. Yeah, and you're right. I think that uh, this offensive line of the Eagles are, are pretty damn good, man. They're pretty yeah. damn good. Um, but it's it's going to be when, when he breaks out of the pocket, if they can get to him uh, and take him down. But uh, – I, I'm gonna say over though. I, I think I think uh, I think okay. he gets uh, well. Over would be two sacks, wouldn't it? Because I said over and under one sack. Yeah, that's hard. Guess, that is hard. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I guess that. that yeah, because I just realized that'll be two sacks for him. No, it'll be under. Oh, never mind. I think yeah, he'll get I, at least one sack. Okay. Yeah, two okay, is yeah, too I, much. I, I feel like 
in a game against, let's say, the Bengals, Armstead 100% gets at least a sack. Very good Just point. Just because Burrow's not, you know, going to escape the pocket as easily. And I think Armstead could get it in there with his long arms and take him down. But I just think with the mobile quarterback and as fast as he can get out of the pocket like, like Hurts can, it's going to be hard for those interior guys to get a sack. Unless unless there's a, there, you know, somebody misses, misses a block and somehow Armstead gets free. If Armstead gets free run at Hurts, he's going to get him down. Yep. There's my boy Ryan from No Border Sports. I reached out to you earlier, Ryan. Yeah, I wanted to see if you wanted to come on our show today, but no answer. So, but no. I'm glad to see you in the chat, brother. No, What's up, Rob D? And Jesus is my king is in the house. What's up, brother? What's going on, man? All right, so I think uh, it's gonna do it for us, guys. This was an uh, awesome show. It was fun. Um, previewing the show, previewing the show, the game for tomorrow. Freaking. <laughs> Here's the way to end the end the show, right? Look at them Eagle fans! Oh my God! <laughs> All right. And they're like, we're not telling them nothing. That's perfect, man. All right, guys. If you guys haven't yet a rating in the chat, please hit that like subscribe button on everybody's channel. All our links are below in the description. So please follow us for every Football Podcast, 49 Media, and Niner Sickness Podcast. As always, guys, bang bang Niner gang. Go Niners. Go Niners. Beat the Eagles. Beat the Go Eagles. Niners. Lates. <laughs>